Welcome to Anchored with Mike Robinson. As you listen today, you will discover what it means to have Jesus Christ as the anchor of your soul. Let's discover him and find purpose today. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Say, faith, not sight. (laughs) How many of you had uh, maybe a challenging week this week? Anybody have a challenging week? Who had a good week? Who had a fantastic week? All right, we got a good mixture here today. Psalm 46 and 1 through 3 is like, this is a scripture that I go to over and over and over again. This is the scripture, you know, when, when I was going through a bunch of tests, every time I had a CAT scan, Psalm 46. Every time I had to have a procedure that, that I didn't want to go to, Psalm 46, Psalm 46, Psalm 46. And, and it says, God is our refuge and strength. He's not only our refuge, he's our strength. But here's what makes it a very present help in trouble. You study that out in the Hebrew, you know what it means? The more trouble you're in, the closer he is. He's, his, it's his presence that makes the difference. It's his presence that's with us. We don't have to feel it. It's, not, it's when we're all alone. It's his presence. God is our refuge and our strength. We can run into God. We can fall into God. We can lay back into God. Amen. We can lay in our bed and let that be the hand of God. But he is our our refuge and he is our strength. And he's a very present help in time of need. He's present today. He's present in your circumstances. He's present when you feel all alone. He'll prepare a table before you in the midst of your enemies. God has room for you at the table. He is a present help in time of need. He's here. You can feel a million miles away from God today. He's here. He's here. His presence is here. Thank you, Lord. He says, therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with swelling. Selah. You know what Selah means? Praise break. Every time you see Selah in the, in the Psalms, it's praise break. Hallelujah. What he's, what's, he, what's he contemplating while he's having a praise break? God's with me. Whew. This is hyperbolic language in the Bible. It's, a, it's, a, it's exaggeration to show the extremity of God's love. That's what hyperbolic language is. And he's, he said, listen, even though the earth be removed, it's probably not going to happen until the end, okay? Even though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, yeah, that can happen in a landslide or an earthquake or whatever, probably not gonna happen. But David says, if that happens today, if we walk out of here today and the mountains all all crumble and fall down when we walk out the door, he's with us. Come on. It's language to say, you're never gonna, you're never gonna outdo God. And you're never going to be able to hold back his presence. I remember I was praying one day, and I said, God, it just feels like I can't find you. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't, I'm seeking you, but I can't find you. And he said, son, look at Adam. He couldn't hide from me in the garden. And so don't say you can't find me. <laughs> because he couldn't hide from me. Can I tell you something? You can't hide from God. He's with you. The enemy has not put up a wall between you and God. Maybe you have, but God has not. 
The more I seek Him, the more I find Him, the more I find Him, the more I want to seek Him. Wow. It's a love affair, isn't it? It's not some kind of religious duty. It's a love affair. People that don't have it, they'll look at you like you're crazy. But listen, I want people to want what I have. This, is, this thing isn't fake. It's real. It's got me through life to this point. And it'll get me through death. Because his love is stronger than death. His love is stronger than death. Imagine that. None of you know anybody or anything stronger than death. But the love of Jesus is. Isn't that good? God's our refuge and strength. It's his presence. The Bible says he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Never. I love it in the Amplified. It says never, ever, ever. Not in any way, shape, or form. Will he ever leave us nor forsake us? Never. You can be abandoned by your parents. He won't do it. You can be abandoned by everyone you know. He won't do it. You can, you can be left alone by everyone in this world. You can feel like you're an outcast. You can feel like you're a leftover. You can feel like you're a reject, but not to God. Whatever, whatever, whatever people call worthless, God calls priceless. I hate to hear people call other people trash. I hate to hear people call other people names because God is not that way at all. They're a creation of God. And they got a unique fingerprint that no one else has that proves they were made by God. Hebrews eleven twenty two. This all oh, this scripture, man. <laughs> Woo! Makes me want to jump off of here. I, I love this in Hebrews eleven twenty two, and it's about Joseph's story of faith. Joseph's story of faith. I was. I, I got to admit, last night I, I got home. It was late. And, I felt like the Lord wanted me to dig through some of my old journals in the last six or seven years, and he wanted, he wanted me to pull out some things about healing out of my old journals of what I've been walking through in my life, and I feel like it's because God wants to heal people today. Watching in here, he wants to heal. He's the healer. He will heal you. He will heal you. But I love this story. I'm just going to read this verse and just... Kind of go on from it, but it's Hebrews eleven twenty two. Are you there? Okay. You know, we're really pretty spoiled because there it is. All right, right behind me. He said, by faith, Joseph. Remember I said it's time that we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. We believe for God's outcome. We believe for God's outcome. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of his children, of the children of Israel, and gave instructions concerning his bones. <laughs> if this ain't faith, I don't know what is, honey. This is one of the most powerful stories of faith in the Bible. He's dying, and he's walking by faith. And not by sight. Joseph's dying. He realizes he's not going to see with his eyes what he saw by faith in his heart. He's dying. He's getting ready to see the one who promised him. But he's dying in faith. I love this 
because he's dying. His family's gathered around. He's dying. We're all, we're all tuned in today. He's dying. This man is dying. This great man of God, Joseph, is dying. Is, is my wife's, probably my wife's favorite Bible character is Joseph. And he's this, this great man of God, and he's dying, and it doesn't look like he's reached the goal line because he's not in the promised land. He just, he just has this faith. This is so powerful. I want to I live this way till I die. That's, that's my goal. He has this faith that he gathers his family around. He gathers his friends around, and he said, listen, I'm dying, okay? My time is up. But when y'all get into God's promise, take my bones. Because I know that we're not going to be stuck here. He gave a legacy to his family of faith. It should be the legacy we all leave to the people around us is, I got a promise of God. And if I don't see it here, I want you to know something. I'm going to the promised land. But I want you to follow me because this place is real that God promised us. And Joseph is, is, a, is a type and a shadow of us going to heaven today. And he's saying, he's saying, man, I'm not going to get there. I'm not going to walk with you anymore. But I'm going to leave you hope. I'm going to leave you a reason to press on. Because I'm going to walk by faith. When you, you may be the only person in your family walking by faith. But when you do that, you give them hope. You give them a reason to press on. My grandmother, before she died... She, she called us all into the room. They said, she'll, this surgery's not that bad. She will probably live. They're going to put a heart valve in. Her, her heart's strong. Everything looks good. This looks like a good outcome. The doctor left the room. She called us into the room, and she said, I met with God last night, and I'm going home. And we're like, no, this can't be. I was really messed up at that point in my life. But she said, she said I'm going home, and she called the family in. And she, she talked to each person in the room, just like Joseph here. And she looked, at, she looked at my dad and she said, Mike is going to amount to something. That's pretty bad when your family's got to say, Mike will amount to something. <laughs> like we know it don't look like it. We know he defies everything <laughs> that looks like he'll ever amount to anything. But she spoke a blessing over me. And she left. She went through that surgery. They came out. They said, everything's fine. And then, you know, it, it turned south, and she went home, just like she said. That, that talk was the last time. This is Joseph's last time. He's saying, he knows. He knows. Hey, we're in Egypt right now. We're in bondage right now, but you're coming out. And when you do, don't bury me here. Take my bones so my bones can be in the promised land. Again, it's a type of heaven. It's an Old Testament type of heaven. How many want to leave a legacy like that? I got something I just want to tell us directly to you today. If God kept his promise to a dead man, 
how much more will he keep his promise to you? If you walk by faith and not by sight, if God kept his promise to a dead man, he'll keep his promise to you. That's worthy of an amen in some churches. You know, if God kept his promise to a dead man, then he's going to keep his promise to me no matter what it looks like. I'm not, I'm not moved by sight. I'm moved by faith. I'm moved by the promise of God. God's given us a promise. Come on. He said, my people are the head and not the tail. They're above only and not beneath. My people are blessed up on the earth. They're blessed coming in. They're blessed going out. My people have promises, over 7,000 promises in the word of God. Job walked by faith and not by sight. I know nobody wants a, wants a life like Job, right? I remember when they called me Job in the hospital, I said, stop it. Stop that right now. Amen. I remember that I, listen, I had, I had two surgeries in six days. My appendix had burst. I was full of gangrene. I was in intensive care. They tried to find a vein, stuck me seven times, couldn't find a vein. I said, can I get up, man? I had all these tubes. I jumped up. They real, the bed was up this high instead of this high. I tore the ligaments in my left ankle. I couldn't walk then. And they're like, you're like Job. And I said, stop it. I am not like Job. I'm like Jesus. And, and I'll have what he says I will have. Amen. Job, look, I love this. He was, look, look at what he says in, in, in Job 19, verse 25 to 27. For you guys who haven't been in church for a while, it's not Job, it's Job, okay? Job. If you need a job, get one. But here's, here's Job, okay? Job 19, verse 25. Listen, he said, I love this declaration. Job has lost everything. And then his beautiful wife says, why don't you curse God and die? How many like a wife like that? Come on, don't answer me. Listen. He says, he's, she tells him, just why don't you just curse God and die? Like you're, you're forsaken. You're, you know. He, he says this, verse nine, or chapter 19, verse 25. He says, I know that my Redeemer lives. I feel the Holy Ghost. He said this, I know that my Redeemer lives. Thanks for tuning in today. You can find us at anchorchurch.live. Please let us know you're listening by filling out the digital connection card on our website. Again, that's anchorchurch.live. Remember, stand firm, stay anchored to Jesus, and you will weather any storm.